Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. This is another beautiful day. We are here. We are thriving. We are vibrant. We are living life and loving life. At least I am. I have been consciously looking for my silver linings and making lots of lemonade with my lemons. Oh my gosh. So many things have happened since our last talk. We celebrated Father's Day, y'all. I lost my mind, thought life was normal and realized it wasn't and got back in the real world. I took my husband, um, I got a really nice hotel room for the weekend thinking, you know, the hotel was isolated and they were hurting for business, took our daughter and they had a swim park and let's just say people were not respecting boundaries so we had to shut that down um, and, and get our space back. But other than that, it was great. Most of the people were respecting boundaries. It just got a little crazy in the lazy river, which we quickly got out of, but it was good to get out and get a little normalcy. My daughter desperately needed something to be a kid. Like she really just needs to be a kid right now. And that means I have to make tough decisions and I have to protect her in the best way I can, but I still have to let her live. Um, And she loved being in the pool and hubby loved the surprise. So it was a hit. Uh, We are still in the thick of it in COVID-19. You know, cases are rising everywhere. Uh, People are being tested more. Um, and I hope that you're being careful. I know that we all have to go out. We all have to live. We all have to, you know, get on with business, get on with the business of life. But just be careful, y'all. I don't want, I don't want y'all, to, I don't want any of us to be sick. I don't want anybody to have to deal with unnecessary hardships. So let's just practice our distancing and be safe, as says the lady who took her kid to a pool. I know you're probably looking at me with all kinds of side eyes, but I want to be honest, and that's true. And life goes on. You know, today's episode, I think you're really going to enjoy Miss Reed, who is on the show today. Let me tell y'all something. This lady, if you follow a lot of businesses the way I do, you've probably seen an influx in a lot of black women who are being featured in Forbes. Well, you're going to love that fact that Miss Reed is the reason why. She is out here representing, getting these ladies in the Forbes magazine because she is a contributor and she's making sure that the voices are being heard and shining the light on these women-owned businesses, women of black women and then other women of color, which is making my heart smile. The crazy part is I did not know that she was out here gangbusting like that. When we interviewed, I knew she was awesome, right? She's a celebrity ghostwriter. She's written uh, books for a lot of celebrities that you've probably read their books. She's that lady behind behind the, the behind the screen, right? She's helping brands, helping celebrities, helping businesses. She's just pretty awesome, right? She's out of Canada. She's a black woman out of Canada who's just killing it. And when I look at these features, you know, I have so much pride knowing that you know, these are people who I've who I've touched in some way, meaning I've touched them physically or virtually, not necessarily touch them to influence their life, but being able to have folks in your network who are operating in excellence only inspires me. It only motivates me. It keeps me going. So I say it all the time. This show is as much for me as it is for everyone who's listening, because it is. 
I can't, it's no way I can have these interviews and talk to these amazing women and not get my, keep my shit together. You know, I have to stay on my toes because why would they want to cahoot, you know, come in cahoots with me if I don't represent? So knowing that I'm able to do that, just y'all, it just makes my heart smile. So I hope that you will enjoy listening to our conversation as we talk about mentorship, as we talk about raising the bar and getting to the next level. I hope that you will support and listen and share and keep living the life of love. Check out today's show and enjoy. Hello, welcome back to Brunch and Slay, the show that was created to give you your weekly dose of inspiration, where you can hear from women who are just like you, who are game changers, innovators, and who are operating excellence in the pursuit of their dreams. Today's guest is a lady who is out here being great, living her best life, and showing us how to use the skills that come with us, come to us naturally, and to capitalize and grow a thriving career using those skills. And I know you want to hear more about who that is. Of course you do. But before we get started, I want to ask you, have you shared this show with at least one person who you care about? At least one person who you know is really trying to create their best life in every capacity from living their life, having the business of their dreams to living their life, having the body and the credit and the resources of their dreams. If the answer is no, then I'm going to say Go ahead and share today's episode. I know you know some folks out there who want to be authors, who want to thrive, who want to have articles, who want to write good copy, and this is the show they're going to want to listen to. So now that I've done take, put on my mommy hat, I'm going to take it off, <laughs> and we're going to talk about today's guest. So I know a lot of times you hear people say people do so much more. Well, this lady truly does do so much more. She's a journalist. She's a celebrity ghostwriter. She's a senior contributor for Forbes Women and truly so much more. Like I would butcher it if I tried to put it all in her intro. So I'm going to let her do it herself. Welcome to the show, Miss Pollyanna Reed. Hello, Pollyanna. Hi, how's it going? Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited. Things are going great. It's Friday here in Texas, so I can't really complain. Absolutely. Well, of course, you guys know I am a lady who loves to read. That is like my favorite pastime. And when I found Pollyanna, I thought, wow, how cool is that? I mean, all the things that she does, I don't even know where to start, seriously. So you're a mentor, you're a writer, you're helping these celebrities out here look like they are thriving, right? <laughs> you're creating this amazing content and you're doing it and you're sharing it with people, which is what really touched my heart because you could just live in your lane thrive and, and have this great career, but you want to teach other people how to do it. Why is that important to you? Um, honestly, so I define success by giving more than I take from this world. And so it makes me feel really good when I am operating from a space of service. Um, I've had mentors, I've had peers, colleagues, teachers, so many people pour into me and invest in me over the course of my life. And so I, I feel obligated. It just makes sense for me to do the same and, and move that narrative forward. So, you know, I have to know, when did you fall in love with writing? When I was in elementary school, um, transitioning to uh, senior public school, I feel like um, oftentimes the answers that we already need are inside us and I feel like people seek outside of ourselves to 
um, find their purpose. Uh, we look into books and documentaries and podcasts and all these things. But I feel like if you spend time with by yourself, um, you'll get everything that you're looking for. And so um, I turned a bad situation into a good one. I was bullied a lot as a kid. And so I used to spend a lot of time alone. I used to eat lunch by myself in the girls' washroom or the cafeteria or the library. And I would write in my notebooks and my journals during that time. And, you know, during those times, it was, that's when life felt peaceful and perfect, um, if only for a few seconds. And so I fell in love with writing then. And I knew that I wanted to make it a career because it was something that gave me peace. So when did you know you were good at it though? When did I know I was, it was that what didn't take place for a very long time because I actually failed grade 11 and 12 English. And traditionally speaking, I was not an academic. I failed a lot of my high school courses and, um, I didn't start my blog until about 2010 um, as a result of advice that I received from a mentor. And even then I didn't really know if I was a good writer. I just used my blog as an online diary. And so I think when she picked up the phone and called me one day and she said, I have an opportunity for you that I really think you would benefit from. I really think that you can do it. Um, this was a year into blogging and she had witnessed my consistency, the hard work. I always tell people, you just don't know who's watching and what power they hold. So it's so important for you to do the work regardless of the likes, the shares, the comments. My blog probably averaged 12 views a month for like a year, honestly. Like I, it was, it didn't explode. Um, it had consistent growth, but it was small growth. And so, but I loved it. It was my baby. And so I, it was something that I was very proud of. And I think so many people are obsessed with numbers and they don't feel like they're making an impact. If one person sees your shit, you've made an impact, right? And so for me, she invested in me. She took a chance on me and she then connected me to a major public house here in Toronto. And for the next four years, I was publishing every major newspaper across the country. So I think when she took the time to invest in me and plug me into this opportunity, and I, my confidence grew exponentially. And I, I, I looked in the mirror and I was like, okay, this is my, I made it moment. Ah, and you know what? You said so much in that statement. Number one, you never know who's looking. So stay ready, right? right. Stay ready. And being consistent. I literally just finished, uh, Kevin Hart's book. I'm late. I know he wrote it like a year and a half ago, but mm -hmm. the, the, the story and the consistent thing in his book is how he just kept pushing, right? Even when you don't have money, even when no one's calling, whatever the case may be, you did it because it filled you up and people probably could read that and, and, and that resonated with them. Yep. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And then when you hear somebody, let's talk about that moment when somebody recognizes you and you don't even recognize yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a history of of depression and anxiety. And um, when I dropped out of school, I was, you know, at one of my darkest times. And so the first thing I did was attach myself to two mentors. Um, and these are two mentors who really believed in me on days where I did not necessarily believe in myself. And sometimes it just takes one conversation to change the game for you. You know, these two mentors are actually still in my life. Uh, we're going on 11 years of them pouring into me. So for me, it's just like you have to have good people around you. Um, but I also believe that having self-motivation is equally as important because there are people that don't have the privilege or the accessibility to mentors or to role models, right? So I also had to really develop positive self-talk and really hype myself up every morning. Um, affirmations. I know people throw that word around, but 
I, even to this day, I recite my goals, the vision that I have for my life. I recite that every single morning. And when I write down my goals, I write it in the form of affirmation because I speak it into existence. And time and time again, over the years, over the course of the last decade, several things have come to fruition because I've activated that energy, that vibrancy, um, that frequency. And, you know, once you see it, it can come to life. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. Girl, you must be, you must, you must listen to Brunch and Slay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, seriously, I think it, it starts with speaking it and doing it over and over and over again. And it's proof. I mean, your resume right now, the things that you've accomplished, it says a person who believes in themselves because half the time when we first start our journey and we're trying to navigate the waters and, and really activate that first, I guess, fruition of a dream. Yeah. Um, it all it takes is like that first. I wouldn't say breadcrumb, but that first chunk of bread, right? The crumbs keep you going, but it's that chunk that says, okay, this is, this is, this is something. And the crazy part is let's talk about that journey. Was there ever, ever a downtime after you started getting published in publications? Were there times when it was a little sparse and you thought maybe that was a fluke? They only did it because they knew her or somebody recommended me that self-doubt. Uh, no, <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> once I, I operate from the belief that like, if I was invited into the room that I was meant to be there, period. Like there's never, I mean, there may be seeds of doubt. Sometimes, um, you may think like maybe, um, you don't have the skill set, maybe you're unqualified, but like if someone chose me to be in a space, then I try to own it as much as I can. Um, and if someone saw something in me that that means that they're, you know, there's, they obviously, um, they obviously know that I'm capable of executing in my excellence. Um, so I take that very, very seriously. And so self-confidence, self-esteem, self-worth, right. That all starts with sense of self being self-aware, being emotionally intelligent. And so I feel like when people go into situations where they are fearful, um, it's because they have not done the necessary foundational work to equip themselves with the armor, the tools, um, the expertise to walk into that situation, knowing that you are a child of the king, knowing that you are more than capable, knowing that we come from a lineage of excellence, right? Knowing that you have your ancestors standing with you. Like it goes way deep than beyond the surface. I just got back from a volunteer trip in Ghana, West Africa. And I had the opportunity to stand in the slave castles um, of, you know, where our ancestors were huddled up and beaten and raped. And, and so for me, it's like, when you go through life-changing experiences, like going to a third world country, or um, maybe you've experienced uh, living in the projects, or maybe you don't have a great relationship with your parents. Like for me, I always remember my why. I always remember that our mothers and our grandmothers fought for us to have the opportunities that we have today. I always remember that no matter how much I complain, I am still privileged right? So there are so many things I keep into account when I walk into a situation that I have no business complaining about where I'm at. I, I agree 100%. I say it all the time. We are our ancestors' dreams, right? We are their yeah. dreams come true. And there's the, I love that you mentioned your faith and you activate it. And knowing that, you know, there, the fear is made up, right? These, these are things we put limits on ourselves, and we, we, we create fear to stop us from acting on our dreams. And it's just a matter of strengthening that muscle. So is mm -hmm. this where you birth the, the new girl on the block? 
Yeah, because my mentors mean the world to me. And so I have experienced the value and the power of having people in my corner. I currently have six mentors who mentor me in different areas of my life. And so I'm always so surprised and so perplexed when I meet women, especially women of color, minority women who don't have mentors or sponsors. Um, because I mean, you're at a disadvantage, right? There's just certain rooms that I will not be invited into because I'm young, I'm female and I'm black. And to have someone sponsor me and invite me into those rooms or put me forth for that opportunity or make a phone call or send an introductory email, like that is something that every single woman needs. Um, And so for me, New Girl on the Block stemmed from people who have poured into me. And so just, I wanted, I really want to show people that um, success is not just reserved to the to the elite. Um, There are more than enough people who are willing to help, but I'm trying to encourage more young adults and more women, period, to raise their hand and ask for it. Now let's talk about the terminology you just used, mentorship and sponsorship. I, I understand the difference, but for those at home who don't really get it, would you give us your definition of the difference between mentorship and sponsorship? Yeah, absolutely. So a mentor is in your life to guide your steps. They provide advice, which is amazing. Um, A sponsor is someone who advocates for you when you're not in the room, because the most important decisions are going to be made when you are not there. And so you need someone who is able to bring your name forward, um, raise their hand, make that phone call, send that introduction introductory email and do whatever it takes to make sure that you get that opportunity, someone who really has your back. So um, that's the biggest difference. While it's amazing to have mentors in your life, what you really need more importantly as you ascend in your career are sponsors. And I think it's very important to also keep in mind that sponsors do not have to look like you. Um, I have mentors and sponsors for a woman of color. And then I have a white ally. I have a white male mentor who's in my corner and he is absolutely incredible. And he is, he's been with, he's been in my life for six years. And so I think it's really important to just be open because mentors and sponsors don't necessarily have to be in your industry or look like you either. So because you, you know, this is what we're talking about with the mentorship. I want to know how you pay it for. What do you do for your mentors? Because a lot of times I hear people, you know, say they need a mentor or they need a sponsor, but I think a lot of folks tend to think it's one-sided, you know, it has to be a mutually beneficial relationship. There has to be something or some way you're returning. So what are you doing and how do you show your appreciation uh, to those folks who kind of help put your name in the hat? Yeah, absolutely. So at some point in time, I've either interned for my mentors or I've worked for my mentors. So that has, I mean, anything they ask, they could pick up the phone and ask me for anything. I drop everything I'm doing and I make sure that I'm available. Um, I think the biggest gift that you can give your mentor, the biggest thank you that you can give your mentor is to actually do the work. So for instance, um, I sent an email to Stuart. That's my male mentor. I sent an email to him a few weeks ago and I told him um, what I earned in 2019, sorry, yeah, what I earned in 2019, uh, which surpassed a quarter of a million dollars. And I documented in detail how I applied his advice and how that contributed to the success that I have today. And that is the best gift that you can give anyone who's invested in you. What is their return? right? If we're going to talk business now, right? Like what is their ROI? And so um, my mentors always appreciate the update because a lot of times there's been instances where 
you pour into somebody, you may give them advice and then you may never hear from them again. You probably don't even get a thank you. And so my mentors, I think that like, it's really important to have that, um, to level expectations with your advisors and your mentors um, and just ask them, right? Check in with them. How can I help you? Or just be observant. I find that like the best way to get into the rooms with the top 2%, top 1% is to reduce stress or add value. And so anything that I do for my mentors achieves those two things. Hey, you fabulous powerhouses. Having you support the podcast by subscribing, reviewing, and sharing is awesome. And it's made each episode reach more and more people every week. But did you know that as a listener-supported show, we rely on you to keep these wheels turning? And for as little as $1 a month, you help me keep giving you great content and even better guests. And yes, ma'am, you heard that right. For only $12 a year, you support the dream. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash brunch and slate. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash brunch and slate. And now back to brunch and slate. Oh, you got to say that again. Reduce stress and add value. Yes. I, I mean, seriously, that's all people want. If you can add value and you can, and they can trust you with their name, right? They can trust yes. that once they put their name out there, they have no doubt that you're going to represent and you're going to make them uh, held in high esteem because I'm sure that someone reached out to them and they're get, doing someone a favor by giving them a resource, which is you. And right. understanding that circle of giving is the, is the key. That's the first step. Uh, and being appreciative of it. And then, of course, bringing something else along, along the way. As you grow, it's your job to pay it for it. And that's exactly what you're doing with your group. Exactly. Now, on a fun note, you are self You describe yourself as a mix between Judy Smith and Cardi B. So, you know, you got to break that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. So as a celebrity ghostwriter, I help leaders and doers who are shaping the future turn their personal stories into powerful brand assets. So my zone of genius is within the laneway of books and keynote speeches, right? So I always say that I am a mixture of Judy Smith and Cardi B because number one, Judy Smith is the real life superwoman that, um, the fictional character Olivia Pope was based from, right? So she's a fixer and Cardi B is someone who is one of the best, um, arguably, um, at producing content, right? She's authentically herself. She yeah. uses her, she does not stray away from her narrative and her delivery is so on point. And so I always say I'm like their love child. <laughs> I love that. And you know what I love about it too? I think a lot of times as women of color, we have to put on separate hats a lot and we do a lot of code switching and, and there's things that we just have to do that a lot of other cultures aren't aware of. But the fun part is that we can embrace all those things and fit into so many different rooms because we are uh, exposed to all these different, even listening to Cardi B, right? There are people who still don't know who she is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what, where they are and where they've been, but there are people and to be able to relate, that says a lot about who you are as a writer and who you are as a person to be able to even know who Judy Smith is, number one, right? Not just because yeah. of I'm, sure, I'm sure you knew about her before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think that says a lot about, how we adapt as women as a culture and and Absolutely. so yeah so as you're progressing you let's talk about how you got into celebrity ghostwriting because i'm sure that's an interesting story 
Yeah, I think that, hmm, let's see. Okay, so people define purpose typically as if it's a final destination or it's a job title, right? When my belief is that purpose is something that you exhibit in your life every single day, right? So oftentimes I feel like most people are operating in their purpose already. They're just not able to identify it. So I was already ghostwriting before I even knew what it, what it actually was, right? So when I was working in my corporate job, I've since then quit my corporate job. I'm a full-time entrepreneur. But when I was working in my corporate job, I was using my writing skills to help several executives with various projects, whether it was their presentations or speeches. I'd ghostwrite emails. And I didn't, I didn't put a title on it. I, for me, I was operating from a space of service right? Um, it was outside of my job description. I did not have to do these things, but it was something that I really, really enjoyed. I then later came across an article in Forbes. I believe it was, it might've been 2013-ish. I came across an article about a ghostwriter who wrote books. She dropped out of high school or college and started writing books for people. And I thought, hey, like this, the dots were starting to connect, but I still trusted the timing of my life when I knew that it was not the right time. So then um, naturally a mentor, um, I, I attracted a mentor to my life who does PR for really big names, um, Serena Williams, Ashley Graham, et cetera. And so again, we spoke about how can you provide an act of service to your mentor? I then started working for her, right? As a freelance writer. And I took on the role of a ghostwriter. So a lot of her celebrity clients, I was then someone who was aiding them in, you know, several different services. And so one of the first big um, things I did was I wrote a speech for someone at the Forbes Women's Summit in 2016. And so that was my introduction to the celebrity world of ghostwriting. And then from there, I was like, you know what? I could probably do this on my own. Like I'd contributed quite a bit of time to my mentor and I realized that like I picked up and I had learned and I observed so much. And I'm like, I'm going to venture off on my own and start an agency. So I started my agency shortly thereafter and I've been honestly running ever since. And you know, there's no, I don't have an investor. There's no funding. Like I produced all the startup capital. Um, and we've been we're like my team is we're content ninjas. We are swift. We're silent. We help celebrities, athletes, politicians, entertainment moguls. And these are all relationships that I built from ground zero. I still remember we had absolutely no clients whatsoever, but again, I observed my mentors. I really like learned from how they move and how they play the game. And I built these relationships and I raised my hand and I've been getting into these very important rooms and I just, I really know how to sell, for my, sell myself and advocate for myself. And people just have learned to trust me. Well, I have no doubt why they've learned to trust you. I mean, seriously, go get her girl. Like seriously, this is. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, and then you've written, you've written, you've written several books, right? And you have a bestseller, everything I couldn't tell my mother. Yeah. And what prompted you to, I mean, obviously you're a writer, I get why you would want to, but why did you feel like you had something that everybody wanted to hear? Because I know that's something people battle with. Yeah, I feel like the mother-daughter relationship is incredibly complex. And um, I do feel like in order to receive your blessings, it's going to require you to do the work. And sometimes that work means letting go of 
family issues. Sometimes the work means that you need to confront some, you know, some things that you have been suppressing within yourself. And so for me, it's just a matter of like, hey, like, I have a real life situation where some important conversations need to be had. I'm going to produce this as a byproduct and it's going to be the gateway to um, bringing us closer together. And it's going to be a gateway to both of us feeling free. And so when you are able to achieve that sense of freedom, you then open yourself up to everything that God has in store for you. And so now that you, you, I would definitely say you've established your, your, position as a writer and, and for yourself as an author and helping others, what do you feel that you want to leave behind as a legacy as you're navigating forward? Because I know you're just getting started. Yeah, I just, I want to give more than what I take from this world, going back to my definition of what success means to me, right? I just want to be someone who helps other people see beyond the limits of their circumstances, someone who would give the shirt right off her back. Um, And I, you know, I, last year I went to Ghana on a volunteer trip. I went to Australia on a a volunteer trip. Um, I mentor over 200 women in 10 countries. Um, It's just, I'm a giver. I'm a natural born giver. I come from a family of givers. And so I just want to continue that. And so what's next for you? Um, Maintaining my excellence. I think a lot of people are focused on scaling and building and growing. Um, but I want, I also want people to understand it is okay to be happy where you are. Um, and I'm very, very happy where I am. And I'm, I'm incredibly blessed. I want for nothing. I'm so, um, things are good. I, like I can't complain. And so I just want to operate in my excellence and continue to honor and master my craft. I love that. You don't, you definitely don't hear that often. Just improve. <laughs> Seriously, I say that all the time because I work in marketing and I always tell people, you know, don't forget about those customers who got you here. It's right. really easy to get sidetracked by wanting more and more and more. And there's nothing wrong with wanting more, but catering to those core people and really massaging those relationships is, is paramount. And I think really improving and just doing great work where you are speaks volumes and people will be attracted to that. I don't think you'll have to seek, seek or search for new customers when you constantly do great work for the ones that you have, because they would. Exactly. My goodness. Thank you so much for saying that. Like, because I just had an old customer called me, uh, who called me like two days ago and we are working on a new project that's equivalent to like 35 K. Like, you know what I mean? Like when I tell you people, I feel like when people start businesses, they're so focused on, building their business by attaining new customers when really you should be maximizing your customer service efforts with the people that you have in your own backyard. Amen. It's again, it goes back to, it's not about those likes. It's not about those. Those are superficials. Those don't pay the light bill. (laughs) You know, they don't give you what you need, but it's those relationships. And obviously you've mastered uh, keeping up a relationship. So as you're alone, your journey and you're operating and focusing on maintaining your excellence, how, what vibes and prayers can we send your way to help you along your journey? Yeah, I feel like prayer for my mental health is probably the best. I work in, even though people think that my, um, my lane way of working in the celebrity world is very cool. It's actually very draining. Um, it's actually the, there's, I feel like there's the romanticized version and then there's the reality. Um, I work very long hours, you know, as a CEO, you're, you have to steer the ship. And so, you know, 
I feel like anyone who owns a business or a brand, your mental health is at risk because we all pay a psychological price every single day. So prayer for my mental health is probably the primary thing. You got it. Seriously. I had a call with a client last night that was two hours long and I walked out of the bedroom to talk to my husband and I thought, I told him, I said, I literally feel like life was just sucked out of me. I feel like I gave so much and I totally can relate to, you know, those baby clients or those folks, you got to kind of hold their hand and, and that's what you signed up for. But some days they just literally take everything. Um, so I'll definitely be sending that your way and I hope you feel them now because I'm sprinkling them out in the universe. Thank you. So this Saturday, you can brunch with anyone in the world, dead or alive, who are you brunching with? I am brunching with T.D. Jakes. Oh, why T.D.? He's just a whole vibe. Like, I feel like I look at him like father, grandfather, someone who just has a lot of wisdom. I just think he's dope. I mean, there are so many people. There are other people like Sheryl Sandberg. There are other people like... Diana Ross, um, there are other people like, there's so many people that like, I would love to like pick their brain and just like learn about their journey. But like, I feel like um, T.D. Jakes, um, Mike Todd, Pastor Stephen Furtick, I definitely would want someone who's like God-centered if I had to choose anybody because I'd want to learn from um, the sum of their choices. Oh, he's, a, he's new to the show. So welcome to the show, Mr. Jakes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so where can people follow you and how can they support you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, my name is spelled very uniquely. So I'm like the first 10 pages on Google. Um, you can just go ahead and Google me. I'm on every social media platform and I'm very, very accessible. So if you have a question or if you want to collaborate, please feel free to hit me up. Wait a minute. I thought you might want to know about what's happening next week. With my supplements, so me doing transitioning out of the makeup realm and transitioning into the lifestyle consultant realm, um, the common denominator that I was coming across with everybody's chronic problems and ailments, and mind you, I would do like seven calls a day and everybody is, you know, dealing with whatever it is that they're dealing with. But the chronic problem that they were having typically was inflammation. So the thing that I revolved my supplements around was strictly the inflammatory things that I was referring to everybody else. Now, when you give a recommendation, you're like, okay, Tierra, what is your trusted brand? Or what do you think that I should get? Or where can I get it from? So it took me probably about two and a half years to truly come down with the formulations in order to be able to be that brand, one, the trusted brand, and be able to actually provide that to other people. So it is a one-stop shop. So not only do you trust the person behind it, because it actually matters that energetic transfer that you're getting when you're purchasing things, you know, like I'm old fashioned in an aspect. So I really like to know the source of where my stuff is coming from, or I like to know the person or, you know, like I like, I like that type of homegrown aspect behind it. So that is where my supplements came from. So I only have four at the very beginning. And it's just like, you know, if you just take these four, you will bypass a lot of things. Now, there's a lot of things that you cannot prevent. But if you go ahead and get ahead of your health and give your system a chance, and it's just by taking these things on an everyday basis, you have no idea the side effects of making that choice as opposed to going against them. Yeah, and that's P-A-U-L-E-A-N-N-A. -N -N -A.
right? Correct. So, so we, we want you guys to be able to support. And I know there's a ton of folks who are writers, who are self-published or who are out here navigating this world. Um, I definitely suggest that you follow. And I always say, give her feed 30 days. I'm sure there'll be something there that resonates with you and that you won't want to get, you won't want to walk away from it. So of course, I am cheering for you. I am so thankful that you took time out of your schedule to share with the Brunch and Slate tribe. And I'm wishing you nothing but continued success. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. So if you enjoyed this show as much as I enjoy speaking with Pollyanna and sharing her journey and all the greatness that is out there for you to receive and to achieve, go ahead and share. And no matter what, I want you to remember that if she can, I can, we all can. This is Brunch and Slay.